Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Wednesday, on which not a whole lot is going on, the only real news we've had is that there's talk of a Bobby Firmino contract extension. Um, I th- I think I've been fairly clear. I, I wouldn't extend Bobby's contract. Not that I don't absolutely adore the fella. And he has been sensational for us. But like the fact of the matter is, he's 31. He'll be 32 entering the first year, or you know, early in the first year of that extension. What length of an extension is he going to want? Three years, probably. And... Bobby's production just hasn't been the same. He's not the same player he was a few years ago. And even this season, I see a lot of people saying, oh, he's having a great season. And In front of goal, he's been really good. But he's had a lot of poor games. And his performances as a whole, since the, since the European Cup winning season, his performances as a whole haven't been great. He was decent in the title-winning season. He was dreadful in the COVID season of 2021. Last season, he had one purple patch and was largely poor. And this season, I kind of feel like it's the same thing. And it's also a contract year for him. And there is many, many examples of players in all sports in a contract year upping their level of performance. 
Now, if it's a, a two-year deal on well-reduced money, then fair enough. If we've got a limited budget and we do have a lot of other needs, then that's fair enough. But if it's a two or three-year deal on the same money that he's on, which is 180 grand a week, that's just money down the drain. That's top-end starter money. And Bobby is no more than a squad player at this point. And he's a declining squad player. He's very clearly declined from where he was three years ago. And that's not going to turn itself around. We've already made one big mistake with a contract extension for the captain that we now have another two and a half years left on. You don't want another one. And I know Klopp is very sentimental and wants to keep all the lads that are really loyal to him around. But Jürgen shouldn't be the one making these decisions. Julian Ward should. Michael Edwards wouldn't have given Firmino a new contract. In the same way he wasn't going to give Henderson much more than a one-year extension on reduced money. In the same way he was going to allow Milner to leave. They're part of the reason he's not at the club anymore. Because he got fed up being overruled. So, I just don't see that giving Bobby a contract extension is good value. And like I say, we do need a whole litany of other things. We need a complete rebuild of our midfield. We probably need a centre-back. I think we need a more experienced right-back who can give Trent more competition, better cover, or a starting right back that allows Trent to move into midfield. And then I'd probably want a backup to that person anyway, because you don't really want to be playing 19-year-olds. You shouldn't want to be playing 19-year-olds, unless they're Lionel Messi, age 19, or the original Ronaldo. There's very few, or Michael Owen or Robbie Fowler, there's very few players at that age that should be playing for a top-end team with ambitions of winning the major honours. Like even look at someone like Vinicius, who in the last 18 months has really put it all together and become a sensation, but he was 21 really before he started to show what it was he was capable of. His first few years at Real, his first three years at Real, very, very underwhelming. And this was an 18-year-old that they had paid $45 million for. His first three years were poor. And there was a lot of talk that Real were going to sell him. Then in year four, age 21, then he explodes. This season, he's been very, very good as well. Age 22. Playing 18, 19-year-olds just isn't the path not as regularly as we have been and as putting as much reliance on them as we have been so you've got to figure that out at right back you've got to figure out the entire midfield we need a centre back either Gomez needs to go or Matip needs to go I'd rather Joel is the better of the two obviously Joel Matip is a better player right now than Joe Gomez the injuries to Gomez have knocked him back quite a way. 
because if you think back a couple of years, it was very much a toss-up between the two. Matip has a year left on his deal after this one. He's 32 in the summer. So you're not likely to get much money for him. So you might as well just keep him. Maybe with him, maybe I'd extend for a year because centre-back is different. You're not asking them to be as dynamic. You're not asking them to cover as much ground as we ask Bobby to or the midfielders to. So you could maybe extend Joel by one year. But Gomez, I mean, he's been a train wreck at centre-back this year. He really has. He had one great game against City. But other than that, he's been really, really poor. I mean, have we? I assume we all remember the Napoli performance. And Forrest and Leeds, where he was awful as well. He'll be 26 in May. He's got four years left on his contract after this one. You'll get good money for Joe. An England international just entering his prime years, you'll definitely get good money for him. And I think you could replace him with someone who's more reliable, less injury prone, more suited to what Klopp wants, which is, you know, giants who dominate in the air. So you've got to figure that out as well. Then obviously we know about the midfield. So with all of that to do, maybe extending Bobby by a year on his current wage or two years on a reduced wage would be the right thing to do. But certainly not this idea that he should get a three-year contract and anything like that. It's just nonsense. I mean, when you consider he got his last contract in... What year did he get his last contract? 2018. So on a five-year deal, he's only really had one good year on that five-year deal. One, like, one really good year. He had one okay year, two poor seasons, and then this one. Like, that's not form that you reward. There's a reason he's the fifth attacker now, when everybody's fit. Because he has declined that much. Bobby back in the day was first name on the team sheet. It's absolutely vital to everything. But we've moved away from that type of football as well. He can still have value. It's just not the same value he once had. And he hasn't been value for that contract. Outside of the first year and you'd give him credit for how his part in the title went. I don't know. I'm rambling now because there's nothing to talk about. There really isn't. Uh, this is Anfield's lead story is entitled Morals and Politics. How much would you compromise for your football club? So this is a piece by, uh, a, it's a guest article written by Andrew Ramsey. And I assume it's based upon the possibility of sports washing owners coming in, you know, the likes that bought Newcastle, the likes that bought Man City and the moral conflict that would be involved and what that would mean for each and every fan. So it's a long read. Give that one a go. Um, the surprise name in Andy Robertson's dream Liverpool five aside, I think it was Ox, wasn't it? Uh, 
he said he'd go, Allison. <laughs> he says he's the captain, so Virgil can sit on the bench. Two in midfield, Thiago and Ox for his shooting of the ball. And then Mo up top. And then he says if he can include players he watched as a fan, it's Ali himself, Kenny Dogleash, Stephen Gerrard, and Henrik Larson. Henrik Larson was special, but he wasn't Mo Salah. Robbo's got the, the Celtic goggles on. Liverpool.com uh, lead pieces about Fabio Carvalho and the decision to refuse a call-up to the Portuguese under-21 team and make them aware that he's no longer available for selection. I'm really not sure what his logic is. I'm really not sure why he's done this. I think it's a really poor decision on his part. Now, maybe he wants to play for England, and if that's the case, then that's fine. But I think there's a clearer path for him to a senior career with Portugal than there is with England, given the amount of talented players in his age group that England have in those areas. Portugal have a ton of talent as well, but less in those kind of off the striker, off the left side kind of areas. If he thinks it's be he should be getting senior call-ups now, then he's absolutely deluded because he's nowhere close to that level. And he's getting really bad advice if someone's filling his head with that type of stuff. He's a very, very talented player. And I think he will do well for us. I don't know if he'll ever be a first-choice starter, but I think he will do well for us. But he's not ready to start for the Portuguese national team or the English national team for that matter. Jurgen Klopp and Julian Ward should have World Cup transfer list as Liverpool target can shine. This is Moises Casado. Uh, Liverpool Octopus deserves new deal. This is about Bobby. I've rambled about that. Uh, Liverpool have their own Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, this is Harvey Elliott. This is about that those ridiculous possess, possession-adjusted X-build stats that are going around that are very, very meaningless. Jurgen Klopp is about to get his wish for new Liverpool man as Mohamed Salah partner test ready. Uh, it's a picture of Calvin Ramsey. Liverpool sale changes. Liverpool sale stance changes as Barcelona confirm Luis Diaz talks. Let's have a gander. Tyler Morton gave an interview with The Athletic and he said that Thiago is just unreal to play with, just to watch him, to train with him. That's, I, think that, I think that's very fair. Uh, Liverpool sales stance changes going by the statement fsg released to the athletic when news first broke the owners were initially interested in taking on more investment 
Um, uh, this is a Jesus wept. Uh, talk about reaching for a source. They're quoting Ben Jacobs here, the spoofer from CBS who pretended he knew all of the ongoings regarding the Chelsea takeover and now wants to put himself in the middle pretending he knows everything that's going on. My understanding is that FSG would prefer full sale. All he's doing is he's taking what other people have said and presenting it as his own. And then what's worse then is you've got journalists from The Echo quote tweeting him and saying, this man knows what he's talking about. He's, he's an absolute spoofer. He's a complete not a spoofer. And he hasn't named anybody who hasn't already been named. He's ruled out a couple of people that were never linked in the first place. He, one of the people mentioned in his uh, thread was the Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. I think they'd be really good. I've seen a few people just have temper tantrums because they found some tweets from three years ago from disgruntled Crystal Palace fans who didn't really understand what their ownership structure was. Ask Palace fans now. Diaz transfer talks confirmed Barcelona have claimed they, they tried to sign him, but we signed him in one night. Spurs were about to sign him. We signed him in one night. So I don't really believe Barcelona's claim that they were in the mix for him or anything like that. I think that's just them trying to sound relevant. Next, Erling Haaland already had his Darwin Nunes moment as Liverpool transfer possible. Um, that's Noah Okafor who couldn't be less like Erling Haaland if he tried. Uh, Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool can find another Luis Diaz this winter and unleash him on Real Madrid. Let's see. I think this is a piece just hyping up Jota. It is. How is that another Luis Diaz? He's he's Diogo Jota. He's his own player. This is a strange, strange article. Uh, Liverpool 40 million transfer target. Pep Linders loves. May have dropped a hint of future move. It's about Cody Gakpo. Uh, five Liverpool FSG sale buyers assessed as frontrunners named. Secret talks held and two out. Let me have a gander and see who's mentioned here. Jurgen Klopp should try audacious Manchester United transfer raid as Mohamed Salah can be Liverpool edge. It's about Garnacho. He's actually had a contract in the summer and it might not be the worst thing in the world to try and tap him up a bit. We know he's a massive Cristiano fan and Cristiano's definitely not playing for them again. And I wonder if that might put the young fella off wanting to commit his future to the club. Cristiano is close to him. Maybe we tap up Cristiano and say, look, um, let the young fella know he doesn't want to stay there. And the thing he could do most to get back at them in your honour is sign for Liverpool. Uh, what have we got? Let's see. Five owners assessed. Uh, Steve Ballmer. He's perfect. He would be perfect. Uh, be, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts. He'd be great. Uh, Stephen Paliuka, I'm not keen on. I'm really not keen on. I've done my research on Bain Capital. I'm not keen on it. 
They've got a history of leverage buyouts. They've got history with some really, really shady people. I just, they wouldn't be for me. They also, he also, well, they they also own Atalanta or 55% of Atalanta. And he'd need to sell that to avoid a conflict. Now, when he was trying to buy Chelsea in the summer, there was a lot of talk that he'd put Atalanta on the market provisionally. There's nothing at all about Atalanta right now, so I I don't know. Um, Harris Blitz, so they'd need to sell their shares, which is 18% of Crystal Palace. That wouldn't be an issue at all. Um, Dubai, another Gulf state. Who knows? Like, who knows what will happen there? And then there is Mukesh Ambani, who is disgustingly wealthy, like ridiculously wealthy. Now, one of his spokesmen came out and said that the speculation uh, around him is false, but others have said, well, that's obviously what you do. He doesn't want people knowing he's involved until a deal is done, but there might be nothing in in the whole thing. Uh, McGregor just doesn't have the money, and Jim Ratcliffe, I mean, no thanks. Uh, Anfieldindex.com, there is a lead piece up. Can the World Cup reinvigorate Trent, written by young Stephen Smith? And then we have a couple of podcasts up. The new Scouted is up. World Cup predictions. Myself, Carl and Guy just went ahead and did our brackets for the World Cup. Um, No doubt we all got them wrong, but sure, it was fun to do. Have a good listen to that. There's also the latest minefield, which is really important. The World Cup special, ethics, responsibility and football. Uh, Alan and Andrew joined by Jose Paleo. Do give that one a listen. It is really important. They've got another one coming in the next few days that's also going to be very, very important. So please do listen to those. Uh, there is an Under Pressure, which is being recorded tonight. So it should be out tonight or early tomorrow. So do make sure to give that a listen when it drops. Uh, I assume it'll be the Fearsome Foursome, Dan Kennett, Daniel Rhodes, Cy Brundish and Phil Barter. Uh, I assume all four of them will be on. I could be wrong. Maybe one of them won't be there. Uh, Tandon has done his two podcasts for the year, so don't expect to hear any more from him. And uh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.